Hello and welcome back to Some Guys on Mike. Joining me today is Demis and a strange lack of gossetin again. <laughs> Thankfully. Thankfully, yes. You won't be getting ear aids because of Jacob. Or anyone else. Chesco's not joining us either. He's working on a new He's movie. Busy. He's busy, yeah. busy, busy. Fisting Fury 5. <laughs> it's being filmed in Malta. Exclusively in Malta. Exclusively in Malta. Azakira's working on it. It is. <laughs> Awesome. Anyway, uh, the new segment is not that juicy as as uh, Akira's ass. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it will be short and sweet. So we will be divulging a lot of information on uh, uh, several topics which might intrigue you. Exactly. Specifically, uh, the announcements from Amazon regarding the Fire TV, which as... I, uh, okay, 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 okay. We get your point that, you know, you were bang on, you I, know, I guess. You were in the money on that. Yes, okay, okay. yes. The Fire TV will be basically a head-on contender to the Roku and uh, Apple TV. Yep. Uh, it will be an Android-based setup box. Which is good. Yeah. And we'll stream uh, any TV service, including Amazon Prime, Hulu, ESPN and others. It's funny how over the <clears throat> how over the years, like Amazon, really pulled up their socks and are trying to, you know, uh, go into and you know tap okay. into different market markets. You they know. made so much money out of the the website, the retail website, which I mean, is very good. I yeah. buy most of my you know stuff, stuff from there. Exactly, like everything, books, stuff from my Assassin's Creed collection, games, electronics. Yeah, everything. their service is second to nine. I really like them. Yeah. Not saying this because you know I have uh, like I own Amazon, but you know if their service is good, so you know why not mention it and yeah. stuff. They, they are really good, but. It's funny how, like, for example, compared to other, like, retailers, you know, they actually up their game and are, like, you know, tapping into different markets to obviously compete head-on with, like, you know, big names. Like, for example, in this case with the Fire TV, obviously, like you said, competing directly with Apple. I mean... Yes. And Chromecast, which is Android's um, competitor to Apple TV. Yep. Um, I really hope that V is as good as the quality when it comes to their tablets but then again, I hope they up there, like I said in previous podcasts, I really hope they improve their their app store because it's hideous still done. Funny you should say that um, regarding the hardware, the platform is extremely powerful. It has two gigs of RAM, a quad core CPU. Okay. It has Dolby digital output, okay. which no other setup box in the online streaming service provides at the moment, okay. which is... Obviously, good this is, for, for audio files. This is your area, obviously, when yeah. it comes to audio. You know, your shit web, exactly. so to speak. The, so. the only thing, media-wise, that they are lacking is the HBO Go, which is the application for HBO streaming, which other providers have, including okay. Apple and uh, Chromecast and Roku. But important to mention that they, uh, of course, will be releasing that butt-ugly controller called the Voila. Yep which will be sold separately at about 30 bucks, which is cheap. The uh, setup box will be retailing at $99. Jesus Christ, and is available right now. Uh, already? Yeah, you can oh, buy it okay. right now. Um, uh, and they have announced that uh, they will be focusing heavily on producing their own in-house games. Um, Hence the reason why they bought Double Helix. Exactly. And uh, they they are right now scouting for more talent in the gaming industry to do exclusive titles for their platform. Because apart from their own games, 
Ubisoft, EA, Sega, and Double Fine, a lot, a lot of companies have support have already announced that their support for the platform and that they are already working on games for their platform. That's a very good thing. Which is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, because of it also helps, you know, promote the name of the new platform. Of course, it's other distributors have faith in the platform, which yeah, is exactly. good. It means that they have a, a strong future planned for the platform. Yep. I think in a couple of months we'll be seeing quite a few, not to, not just strictly related to Amazon, but it was, I think the trend whereby, you know, big companies, like for example, Ubisoft, Naughty Dog, the well-renowned yeah. companies will start losing certain employees. I mean, for example, take... We already, we are already seeing that. I take, mean, for example, you know, Naughty Dog again, you yeah. know. They they lost their uh, um, latest uh, game director uh, who who led the role of Uncharted 3. I mean, he was not a very big name within the company, but then again, it's still a loss. Yeah, exactly. Naughty Dog, till this day, have failed to mention or make an official press release regarding the matter, which is more worrying. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's not not like a one-off. I mean, mean, Amy Hennig's... uh, um, uh, Leaving her, leaving their position was a big news because she was the lead writer of all the series. So of course they would do a press release. But this guy, I I don't know why they they haven't said stated anything regarding his. Uh, Maybe his they're trying to keep it hush hush, you know. Uh, that's but let's, yeah, yeah, I know. But let's hope that you know it won't def- directly affect the company because you know the stuff that they produce is simply awesome. I mean. Let's just hope that you know that the the soundness of the company per se remains. I, intact. I don't think it's a problem directly related to Naughty Dog. I mean, the media have blew it out of proportion because I am sure that every each and every company is losing um, people. I mean, the only the only reason why they put some focus on Naughty Dog is because there already has been a main. Um, contributor to the series who left Naughty Dog, which was Amy Hennig. Uh, I don't believe this should have been a big news because right now in the developers are are getting a lot of support from big companies, including Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, everyone. So people with talent are finding it easier to found their found their own and development like studios shop on their own. As opposed to sticking around with you know, with the big companies. Exactly. They want to make their own money with their own creativity. Why well, I said in the short run, it may be worrying. For example, take you know the example that we just said about Naughty Dog. But at the same time, it actually excites me to see like you know somebody going freelance, you know, going rebel and, and opening see, shop on his yeah, on his you, or her. Or, and you see or, awesome you know. titles including Fez or uh, exactly Unfinished Swan, for example, or The Journey. There are a lot of titles which are born from humble beginnings and. It's cool to see stuff like this. I also believe that the, with the way technology is evolving, and especially the fact that the current gen consoles, mainly being obviously the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, the way the consoles are currently geared, I think they're obviously appealing more for these indie 
developers obviously and, to like you know and step Sony, up your game come on and Sony are helping out and the developers even last. more by giving out um, uh, the free rendering technology yeah. so even last year I mean you don't need to buy the software in, a, in E3 they spent a good 10 to 15 minutes just strictly related only to indie developers indie, yeah. which obviously goes a very long way I mean so I, I, I this is why I don't believe that uh, that it is only on Naughty Dog because case in point Irrational Studios closed down and and they only kept 15 key people so that they do a kind of smaller project. So everyone is looking at this model. So we might come arrive at an era where we won't see these big, huge studios. We're just going to see small studios doing big projects. That's it. And it's cool. Yeah, it it's is. cool because it at is. the end of the day, we have more content to play. Exactly. Plus, apart from that, you know, a bit of competition always helps. And, of course, and there, you know, and there is a more diversity and exactly. less mainstream, exactly. ma- mainstream. So shit. in the long run, we will actually benefit from this. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Okay, more related, a bit more to the news, which, like you said, we don't have much to elaborate on. Um, as with every month, PS Plus subscribers get free games with regards to the PS3 and PS Vita, and for once, PS4 as well, and PS4 as well, and for once, US. PlayStation Plus subscribers actually get the following two PS3 games for free: Batman Arkham City, which one of which was one of the best games I've ever played, and Castles of Illusion, which sucked us. <laughs> but at least you still get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I bought it, sucked us. <laughs> and now they're giving it away for free. So yeah, yeah it sucks us even more, I yeah. guess. And for the European um, uh, version, they gave out um, Pro, like, Pro Evolution Soccer. Exactly, the four, Pro Evolution Soccer 14, which, which is strange, which is a bit strange. I mean, it never happened. They never gave a, a football title away. Yeah, exactly. But about, then again, Pro Evolution didn't sell that much. Yeah, when compared to FIFA, that is true. And apart from that, they also gave away Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time. Bought it as well. Sucked as well. <laughs> Sucked as well. Okay, so what you're saying till now... Everything get... sucks ass. Apart from Arkham City, come on. No, okay, apart from Arkham City. Arkham City is actually cool. Uh, with regards to US Vita owners, they gave out Pixel Jungle Monsters Ultimate HD, Stealth a Inc., game. A Clone in the Dark, and Velocity Ultra. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Stealth, uh, Stealth Inc. was not that bad. Okay. Velocity Ultra, I have never played it. Oh. Never heard of it, so it probably sucks ass. Okay. And with regards to European PS Vita owners, they gave away Hotline Miami, which was actually which good. Which is fucking awesome. Exactly. And MotoGP 13. Not really interested in motor. Exactly. But, you know, Hotline Unless Miami the, is actually quite cool. It is a very good game. It is a very, very good game. I played at my friend's place, yeah. and it was really good. The developers are actually working on something else, which... It's going to blow everyone's mind. Okay. So, with regards to the PlayStation 4, they gave away Mercenary Kings. They didn't download it. Success, probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, I also would like to mention about the Oculus Rift recently bought by Facebook. Yes. That's uh, that's a huge fucking news. $2 billion, a whopping $2 billion yeah. for Facebook's acquisition of Oculus Rift. Which Farmville. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I posted an image of The Simpsons, um, <laughs> yard work, virtual reality. <laughs> they predicted that shit. D- Zuckerberg's aim is to actually create a new platform, a new way to enjoy the internet. 
I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, understandably, there there has already been a lot of interest in the virtual reality platform. Being um, uh, already a film was announced for the Oculus Rift before the acquisition, mm-hmm. a virtual reality movie, which gives you a full 360 view interaction in the movie, which never happened exactly. ever in history, which I'm intrigued in. I don't know how you can enjoy that. Talk about taking Google Maps to the next level. It's amazing. <laughs> Now, I don't know how Facebook can implement that into internet. I mean, most of us use Facebook and the internet during work time. <laughs> Could you imagine finding five minutes chance? Yes, let me put my virtual reality goggles and go into Facebook. <laughs> It's... I don't know if it's applicable. Can you imagine putting your virtual reality headset, or whatever you want to call it, and seeing all those bloody mugshots that are currently coming up on Facebook with regards to the breast cancer awareness? Yeah. Can you imagine, like, seeing someone with, you know, dirty teeth and a hideous face and, you know... Can you imagine uh, porn stars on Can you imagine, like, for example, Chesco? Oh, my God. Um, Or Jacob. (gasps) Naked. Oh, All covered in salad cream. <laughs> Damn. Okay. What were we talking about? Virtual reality. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that, that worries me is, is this another 3D propaganda thing? I mean, every once in a while we have a new thing, a new technology, which always get people interested and uh, awesome and riled up for it. And then it dies off so quickly. Case in point 3D. Um, all the major companies, media and entertainment and video gaming, stop supporting 3D all of a sudden back one year ago. True. And 3D was supposed to be the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> Is <laughs> this the, the same thing? Because that, we, we already saw Oculus Rift and now Project Morpheus being announced. True. Take, so, for example, Sony. I remember, P- yeah, I'm pretty sure about this. Uh, Killzone 3. When it came out, 2011, yeah. it actually had 3D support. Yeah, stereoscopic 3D. Yeah, and also another couple of games. Um, if I remember rightly, even Assassin's Creed Revelations even back Gran then Tur- Gran Turismo. had 3D support. Yeah. Like, you know, all Avatar, the games that came out last year, compared to the ones that came out, for example, 2011, the 3D support really went downhill. Mm. I'm not saying it was completely abolished. But, you know, it really went down. So, it like went, you're saying, uh, it's it like... by 80% off. It's like and a fluctuating the, the seasonality same, thing. Kind yeah, of. it's the same with TV channels. BBC stopped supporting it. Um, Fox stopped supporting it. it. It just stopped. It just wasn't viable. And their main concern was, for example, the main concern of people is that 3D is too tiring on the eyes, Which health-wise. Which it is. Yeah, but... What about virtual reality? You have two fucking 108OP screens directly mounted on your face. How is that not gonna be tiring? The brightness will fucking kill the retina, I'm sure. It's like grabbing two PC monitors and putting them right in your face. It will will do some kind of strain. uh, I don't know how long can you play. With the goggles on, I have no idea. I haven't tried them on yet. But I'm sure it will do as much strain and health issues as much as 3D no, no. does. I get you. Because, for example, last weekend, I actually went to see Need for Speed, the movie. In 3D. In 3D. It was an amazing film. But yeah, after two and a half hours, honestly, I actually felt like a dog took a shit in my brain. I felt disoriented, disoriented big time. Now imagine with goggles, with screens on your face. And all the brightness and stuff. You know? I, I don't think it, 
I, I don't know. I, I think it will do the same kind of damage and disorient. I think it will be more disorienting for the user specifically because you're changing the perspective completely. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're changing the point of view. You, you're doing you're doing 3D over reality. Reality over reality. It's strange. I, I don't know. For example, last uh, last Sunday I spent 8 hours straight on Second Sun. Could you do that on a virtual reality? <laughs> it, it, it will kill me. It will yeah. make, make me blind. As, as much as people say that masturbation make you blind, I think virtual reality will make you blind. Much more quicker than actually yeah. masturbation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I tested that theory out. But okay. anyway, um, uh, why, why is on the same uh, page of virtual reality? Project Cars, which was a crowdfunded racing simulator for consoles and PC, have confirmed that they are the first to confirm development for the PS4 Project Morpheus, which is the virtual reality headset. They strongly believe that this is the way forward, and they really believe that it will add to the reality of the simulation. I totally agree. Yep. You have a 360 view of the cockpit and Imagine, the Imagine, for example, like playing Ace Combat, or as, you know, the upcoming Gran Turismo exactly. with 3D. That would be cool. But then again, then again like you said, uh, how, how long can we can you go? The endurance, yeah. I'm not sure about it. I guess I mean, it's something else we will be looking forward to, to see what they have yeah, to exactly. show us in E3. Yeah. In E3, I'm not sure what's going to happen in E3. The most important thing in E3 that I'm looking forward to is the Gaikai features for the PS4. Yep. When will they release it? I mean, it's already one year along the line since the last E3, and uh, we haven't had an official announcement. Where are all the features that they had mentioned back in February? I still believe that this... Well, whilst last year's E3 was mind-blowing, you know, with the announcement of the PS4, Xbox One, etc. But I think this year, both, like, you know, Microsoft and Sony will both bring out their big guns. They have so much to offer. Especially Sony, because, you know, the lineup, the startup for the PS4 was shit. was horrendous. I mean, no, like... Yeah, Both X- of them, even Xbox Yeah, Xbox but one, compared to the lineup that Xbox had to offer, as opposed to Sony, at least they had more of a choice and variety yeah. as opposed to Sony. But I think this E3 will be an E3 to die for, I'm telling you. Uh, I think also the guy cutting that you mentioned, and over the Project Morpheus, it will it will uh, headline the news during E3 big time. I still believe I can't that. wait to, to see what they have uh, up their sleeves. Yep. Let's say... I'm more interested in seeing what Microsoft have up their sleeves because they have been quiet for a long time. And as opposed to Sony, yeah, that's yeah, true. and uh, and that's that's very peculiar for Microsoft. I mean, when that happens, it means they have a big bomb to announce. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I still don't think. I still don't believe that PlayStation have won it that easily. True. I mean, Microsoft are strong. Their budget is unlimited. And I still believe they can catch up and even surpass them. Yeah, we'll the just point. have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Roll on, June. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the titles that you're looking forward most? I think before E3, I, I am, I'm looking really looking forward to Murdered Soul Suspect. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. To be honest with you, you mentioned that like around a month ago when you came yeah. to my place and I gave you a tour of my Assassin's Creed collection. And I've been doing a couple of look, you know, research about the game and it actually looks really, really good. It is amazing. I mean, I remember... Have the... you pre-ordered it? Yes. Okay. I had pre-ordered it about <laughs> seven months ago, I okay. think. Um, I th- 
I think that game they showed off the the Unreal Engine back then. They they used it as a tech demo. Okay. And then it evolved into the proper title that we that I really love now. Okay. I mean the, the story, correct me if I'm wrong, the story is actually based upon, you know, police detective actually being murdered. Exactly. And obviously you play, you play as his soul, so to speak. And, and you're serving uh, you're you're solving your own murder. You exactly you're working the other way around. Yeah. That is cool. That, that is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Because as as the as the slogan of the game says, the hardest crime to solve is your own murder. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Not to mention also, uh, it's good to mention also how cool the website is as well. Of course. Of course. I mean, it's very uh, it's very artistic. And eye-catching as yeah. well. Like, you know, it, it invites it, you to look into the exactly, website. Exactly like the game. There is a strong focus on the visual aesthetics of the game, which is which are fucking unreal. They're uncanny valley. I mean, for for those of you who haven't seen a trailer or gameplay footage of the game, do so because it really looks awesome. I really hope that not well, not actually. I really hope. I actually believe that the way the game is going to be set, solving your own murder and stuff, it will also include a bit of like you know how heavy rain was like kind of you know um, geared. Whereby you can have multiple endings. I'm not strictly saying that you get to play different roles. I'm not saying that. I'm actually saying that it might actually how the, have how the story will have exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For example, what kind of clues and leads you ta- you mm. prefer to follow? It could be that interesting. Which inter- obviously, inter- exactly, which could give you really good replay value. Yeah. Which is something that current games are coming out really lack. Yeah. That that is the reason why Telltale games are so popular because again exactly. each and every title they fork out has multiple endings and uh, is tailor made to the choices you make as a person. Exactly. Case in point, the the awesome experience I had playing um, uh, the latest episode of Walking Dead. <laughs> what about it, by the way? It it blew my mind because okay. it, it really it really brings out your the user's um, uh, character and the choices he makes. Okay. It really shines a light on you. It's unbelievable. What other game are you looking forward to? Um, uh, Watch Dogs. Okay. I'm specifically not looking forward to it because I'm going to like it because I'm sure it's going to be shit. (laughs) For the specific reason, whenever a game has so much hype, it's going to suck. Definitely. Because it won't manage... To hit everyone's expectations. And I'm sure it's gonna suck. This game has gone through some turmoil. I It started off as a driver title. True. That says it all. How the fuck can you start from a racing title and end up with that? And then again, there are wild speculations about what they promised and what the game is actually gonna be. Mm-hmm. In terms of visual aesthetics. But then again, I think they bit off more, more than, than they can chew. chew. I'm mm. sure of that. I think UBI Soft are quite renowned for this. I mean, for example, say, taking a look at the cinematics of, for example, what they take, take Assassin's Creed Revelations, for example, you know, yeah. it is out there. I mean, everyone can find it on Facebook, whereby, you know, the trailer, the initial trailer, whereby, you know, you're finding Ezio surrounded by like millions of soldiers and stuff. And the cinematics were mind-blowing, but then actually coming to the actual game, the game physics, etc., it was hideous. They, they can't they can't do that. Uh, in fact, the premise of the title is so open that no game, no game can do that. 
It's basically you're, you're putting a huge map out there and you're saying you can interact with anything at any time. They did actually time. say that. You but know, it's impossible. Say that. It's impossible. That's why that's why they are saying that they cannot match what they what they said. And this is going to be one of the problems. I think it's either going to have a shitload a shitload of loadings. Oh, you can bet your ass over that. Which you which will break the pacing of the game. And that's a problem which is which all Assassin's Creed titles oh, suffer yeah. from. I really hope that, you know, the the upcoming Assassin's Creed 5 Unity. Called Unity, yep. Um, will obviously the, um, will address this issue with regards to the loading screens. Because, uh, I mean, they cut down the loading screens when compared to Assassin's Creed 3, but they still have a long, bigger, long way. The greatest thing that uh, they have done is that they are going only for next-gen release. This means that they have less porting to do, and they can invest more of their resources in creating a more awesome title that is true a more complete title so they might they might manage to tackle that problem. looking closely at the alpha footage they released for Assassin's Creed 5 at first you might you actually get you know into the idea that it's actually cinematics okay whereby not actual gameplay footage even though they stated right before the trailer started you know that this is alpha in-game footage but but when the camera zooms out from the crowd in front of the Notre Dame and onto the rooftop of our new protagonist, the way he positions his body, okay, it actually got me thinking that it could be the start of a mission. So it could actually be in-game footage. It could have been the transition from a cutscene to gameplay. But if the transition is really that good, believe me, from the cinematic to the actual gameplay, you only lost 15% Pro- of it. Problem Problem is, when they do this kind of stuff, they, okay, they capture the in-game footage, let's call it in-game footage, and then they spend a lot of time editing it and polishing it. So at the end of the day, it, it's not true to its real origins. When, when they do this kind of stuff, I mean, everyone is renowned for it, specifically Ubisoft and Sony, mainly. They they do tend to release bullshots and uh, fake gameplay v- footage, but still, it is very cool that they are gonna do it just for the next-gen platforms. It will mean that there will be a massive, a monumental improvement over... Um, Black Flag, I'm sure of it. I really hope so. Because their biggest problem was the excessive amount of platforms. I mean, PC, Wii U, Xbox One, PS4, PS3, Xbox 3. How can you do something constant? You can't. You can't. So what they did is do a, a game version for the lower specs and just port it. As much as possible, I'm trying not to get carried away by the hype and expectations for Assassin's Creed 5, you even can't. though I'm a huge you sucker. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm also looking forward to see how the new parkour system will be incorporated into the game, because if our followers have actually got the chance to look into the alpha screenshots that they released, apparently, obviously I'm talking with regards to the PlayStation 4 control buttons, with regards to the X and the zero, you now have a parkour up and parkour down. So it, I'm quite interested and looking forward to see, you know, what they have managed to come up with the parkour system. Which, mind you, it's already good. It's already good. 
I'm 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 really looking forward to see what they have to offer. I really really hope that they improve this shitty AI within the game and the combat and the combat. Yeah, I mean till now till this very day, the Assassin's Creed with the best combat system actually was strangely enough for me Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yeah, even though the game is four years old, the combat system is extremely challenging. It keeps you going, and you know, not like for example, and it's diverse. It is diverse the, the whole as, as opposed to Assassin's Creed Three, and you know, and Black Flag, whereby you just block counter, block counter all the time, all the time. No, it's, it's very easy. Having said that, with regards to Assassin's Creed Five, I'm also looking into the storyline that Ubisoft will be tapping into. Obviously, being the French Revolution, I'm really looking forward to see how they're gonna do. Obviously very famous the very famous uh battles and uh, the way the revolution unfolded case in point obviously being the storming of the bastille the women's march on versailles the reign of terror era the war on the vendor and many other more obviously we'll be seeing much more you know prominent uh protagonists within the french revolution case in point being napoleon bonaparte uh jean sylvie bailey excuse my french by the way if we have any french listeners <laughs> uh claire lacombe rena Oudou, jacques necker so i'm really looking for how these key people within the french revolution will be incorporated in the game Obviously. <laughs> i'm sorry that's the only name i can and i'll also be looking forward to seeing the Eiffel tower in the game fuck off <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. So many people make that mistake. It was built 100 years after the fucking Take note revolution. of that, guys. It so came up. Fuck off. The actual year, like you're saying, the actual Eiffel Tower came right, not right after, because, because of the French Revolution, yeah. you know? Um, they oh. said, why, why, why shouldn't we build a penis in the center of the city? Exactly. And that's what they did. Yeah, in Europe, you mean, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. I have read somewhere that new details for the next installment in the Far Cry series have come out, which will be Far Cry 4. Um, it will be actually set in the Himalayas. Mm, that is interesting, actually. Yeah. That will be actually interesting. Uh, Adding to what you've said, now you actually can actually ride elephants. Yeah. Naked. Yeah, could be. And brushing your balls in against fact, the neck. In fact, in the last title, they introduced tigers. Or yeah. leopards or what the fuck it was. <laughs> Big cats. I didn't play that game, actually, because... Mm. There were Far Cry always comes out in a very heavy traffic period. Case in point, holiday season. Mm-hmm. All major games go out. So you have to really pick and choose which games you're going to buy. That is true. But I'm really um, intrigued to see what they have to offer with regards to the Himalayan setting. I think it actually will be good. Case in point, for example, comparing it to Uncharted 2, the setting was so beautiful when you got to spend, you know, a Pretty mu- a pretty good that, amount of time. That fucking village and the village amazing. in the mountains, etc. So I'm really Running looking behind f- the chickens. Exactly, exactly, and you know, amazing. interacting with the world and the village around you. So let's hope that you know, as with other series, as with regards to the Far Cry series, that you know, they up their game, and we'll just have to see what they have to offer with the current gen that we're currently seeing, with regards to graphics and gameplay. Exactly. Okay. Um, so, so what about Daylight? Daylight is one of those games which I will never play. Really? Specifically because I don't like horror games. If I wanted to be scared shitless, I would look at the bill of my upcoming wedding. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I wouldn't play such a game. I want to play to relax, not to crap my pants. But the good thing about having such a hideous and long beard, if you're scared, you can just pull up your beard and cover your eyes. No. So, you know. The kind of game is set up, actually. You you are in a pitch black environment. And you're in a hospital, right? Yeah. Which is already scary, an abandoned hospital. And all, and the only source of light you have is your fucking phone. Yeah. And apparently, from what I've read from the net as well, each and every room that you explore is randomly generated, so you never know what's coming up next. Yes, and if you die and you play over again, it's going to be different than what you just played. So (laughs) So you can't just prepare yourself, okay, I'm going to face this monster. No, another one. So you have to change your underwear very, very often during the game. Okay. I think it's going to be very closely related to the evil within. Oh, yeah, that is true. it does have that Japanese horror feel to it, daylight, and uh, it will be perfect for diehard um, horror lovers. And even Soma. Soma has an upcoming other title, which is scary as shit. I think Daylight will actually be a very strong contender this year. Not to, for the game of the year. No, not for that. But with regards to horror. horror yeah. Because, to be honest with you, nowadays, we already discussed this like in past podcasts. Take, for example, Resident Evil. It's more yeah. action. Exactly. It's more arcadey when, as opposed to survival horror, like the old titles but, but were But that's announced. something... Th- this is something that that many publishers push, is that they want a mainstreamistic approach. There aren't a lot of people who want very scary titles. So to attract that kind of niche... Publishers will not fork out that much budget. No, that is true. Take so for, that's why you're going to see a lot of indie take, developers exactly. doing these projects. Take Dead Space, for example. Back then, Dead Space was the best, like, you know, in the exactly. current year, like in the current decade, the best combination between proper survivor horror, shitting your pants, and apart from that, beautiful adventure setting. Yeah. And even the story, it's quite good. It's not the best story, but it is quite good. Take the Dead Space 3 that came out. It's like, more you know, mainstream, yes. When Dead Space 3 came out, like you said, the horror element is still there, but it was actually... It's not that powerful. As opposed, like you're saying, exactly, to Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2. But I'm really I'm really excited to see what, again, Daylight has to offer. Yeah. Daylight and Soma. Soma, um, the creators behind Soma always seem to focus on the fact that you are always overpowered by evil. So you better run than actually facing whatever menace there is. So that's already scary. So you basically run and gun. Yep, exactly. Another game I think you that will most definitely like this game is The Order 1886. You're a huge sucker for the Victorian era. Yes, of course. I, I love the setting, I love the premise, I love the visuals of the game, it's yep. fucking as silky smooth as a baby's ass, <laughs> it's that smooth, but the only thing that I don't agree on is the aspect ratio, the decision they took to make the aspect ratio 21 is to 9 as opposed to 16 by 9 which is full screen, is preposterous, I mean I know they are going for the movie feel, but that's not the way to go. It could be a dangerous move that they're, they're yeah. taking. I mean, for pe- not everyone affords a huge TV. True. So people who have small TV, like 32 inches or under, the, like screen, the screen will be actually fucking smaller. Because you have two 
huge black patches on top at, and bottom. Why? Yeah. I don't know. It's a very weird decision. I, I think it's the first game to do this approach. I don't know how it will turn out. I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing more on what uh, 1886 will have to offer yeah. in, again, this and year's E3. I think there are a lot of people like me who don't agree with this. I think the aspect ratio will, will hopefully be a setting. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. Exactly. Well, we'll just have to wait up until yeah. June to see what we have to do. Yeah. Moving on, I think, I think it's time for the What You've Been Playing segment. So, Demis, what have you been playing? Well, you did take the piss out of me this week on Facebook. Yes, because I have for- been playing shitty games apart from Heavy Rain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Heavy Rain. I've just started Heavy Rain. I haven't. Which actually- part have you arrived? Sorry, did you arrive where I didn't spend dies? even more? I didn't spend even more than fifteen minutes yet. I just installed the game, which know. took which took about twelve minutes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> After that, I just saw the first scene, switched it off, and put on. Yes, I know. I, know. I put on Batman: Arkham Origins again. <sighs> I'm still going through the challenges. They're quite challenging, okay? Uh, that's they're quite challenging. <laughs> <laughs> what? What have you been playing? Um, uh, I have uh, I have completed Second Son, which, as some of you have read on my review, was actually good. Mm-hmm. Though it didn't bring anything new to the table, which was disappointing as fuck. In fact, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10, which was less than I expected. I expected it to be a 9 out of 10 game, at okay. least. But the problem with the game is it looks fucking next-gen. It, it sounds next-gen, but it doesn't play like next-gen. It plays exactly like Infamous 2. And all so the it new... plays like a PS3 game, you say? Yeah, and all the new features that they brought in on this game all suck. It's all that is wrong with the game. For example, you have four different elements, which are smoke, neon, um, concrete, and video. To change between one and the other, you have to find a source of elements. So amidst a battle, you re- you can rarely change from one element to the other, which makes it harder for you to feel very powerful during combat okay. and it sucks I don't I don't like it because you can't just swap from one element to another you need exactly. something obviously to swap exactly and there aren't a lot of sources here and there so okay. if you want video you have to travel and find a TV somewhere if you want neon you have to find either a car with neon underneath or a sign granted I know that they wanted to to make a, a harder element to the combat but the only reason the the biggest premise of the game is that you are a powerful anti-hero that you can destroy the city or save the city but i didn't feel at, at any point in the game i did not feel so powerful that i can take out the whole city okay. case in point i it takes the same amount of effort to kill a soldier at the beginning of the of the game as it takes at the end of the game when you are fully capped out and you upgraded all the powers. And that's fucking strange. 
You should be, you know, during your ga- best during, moments in and, the game. And Infamous, too. You, you could feel the progression. You could feel the upgrades. You could feel that at the end of the game, if I wanted to, I could tear this shit apart. But in Second Son, I didn't feel like that. And it was weird. It was sup- not something that I was used to, and that's not the direction that it was supposed to go. Okay. Um, also, upgrades in the powers do not improve the the strength of the power it just um, affects the depletion of the energy okay. so how much energy you are using so why upgrade it then okay. why, why do the upgrade it's nonsense okay Another, so basically you're consuming less energy to do yeah. an attack you, you, do, you do, exactly you need uh, you need less uh, um, uh, resources from the sources be, within uh, within reach but I I I don't know. And also, the boss fights, the boss battles are repetitive as fuck and boring as fuck. It just breaks the pacing of the game. Okay. I mean, I, I was more enjoying the traveling towards the boss than actually fighting the boss. Okay. So That is strange, though. That yeah. is strange. The elements of the boss fight are very, very closely related to the same elements a boss fight has in a Sly Cooper title. Okay. Case in point, they are the produ- they are the developers for Sly Cooper. So in a platform game, boss fights are very repetitive. You just need to do the same action over and over again without dying. Exactly. But in an action game, action adventure game, you can't do that equation. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. In fact, even the last boss fight, it was just fucking boring as shit. I don't know. It's weird. Do you think upcoming games that we've just mentioned before have a lot to learn from Infamous Second Son? With regards I think to they, graphics, setting... Graphics, I don't think that any game we mentioned will, will match those visuals. Uh, you think? They have to be an in-house Sony development studios, specifically because they are developing the game for one single platform. That that is the only way you well, can you you can really put a con- put two consoles head to head. Why? Because each developer in house for Microsoft and for Sony can develop specifically for and cater for one particular platform, which will ultimately be the best that they can do. 1886 will actually be Sony exclusive. Exactly. So, so that, uh, visually, they, it will match. I think it will surpass it, really. Okay. Really. From what I've seen till now, the textures are un- unreal. I-, I can't really describe Let's hope them. that Infamous Second Son, given the, you know, bad points that you've mentioned, have, have actu- has actually set a benchmark for upcoming yeah. games. So I, I, I'm trying to get the platinum for it. I, I only have two trophies missing. Use a bloody walkthrough, I already told no, you. No, I don't use walkthroughs, ever. They are hidden trophies, I don't know what they are. I want to just stumble upon it. Okay. Uh, my map is actually empty. <laughs> so there's nothing interesting, you, except for the paper. You, scra- which, you literally scratched and scraped the entire everything. server. Anyway, I think uh, that sums up the what you've been playing, because... I'm I'm still waiting for uh, The Wolf Among Us, the next chapter, which is coming out uh, next week. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to actually finish Batman Arkham Origins and Karen. It takes more time oh, to have God. You have to dedicate a lot of time on Heavy Rain. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. Anyway, that closes up the What You've Been Playing. 
Anyway, I think that sums up the whole uh, uh, the whole episode. We will be back in two weeks' time. Remember, if you want to catch up with all the news and reviews from the gaming world, log on to www.someguysonmike.com. You can also view our awesome webcomics. And, and, and you can, if you haven't already seen it, you can see our new design, which is awesome as well. Yep. Um, there is a lack of gozen, gozetan people, which is a plus for you, so there is no chance of getting AIDS or hepatitis. by viewing our yeah. website. Which was a problem in the last design of the website, so yeah, that's a plus. And in the coming weeks, maybe next episode, we'll be announcing our new project for summer. Okay. I think we will be getting Alex for that. So, we'll see you next episode on the Goodbye.